bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people... Up, nah, uh, 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 uh. If you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833 <laughs> Like, what you want? Like, what? Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's how I was yesterday. I was like that yesterday. Like, yesterday, I was so completely and totally, I had got my COVID 2023 shot, and I was like, my body went, uh, excuse me, um, we're, we're not working today. If you could come back tomorrow. Like, I would tell my arm, I would tell my hand to adjust the microphone, and my hand would be like, excuse me, all those needing adjustment of body parts return tomorrow. <laughs> my arm was like, I ain't moving, I ain't going nowhere. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's it's been one of those days. It was one of those days until I got a text today from somebody. I got a text from somebody. And I had already read about it, and I went, eh, okay. And so I thought I would talk about it, but I think it's better for me to read it from UrbanMilwaukee.com. Jeremy Janine, or Janine, J-A-N-N-E-N-E. I don't want to mess up the name. Did an interview Mayor Johnson backs pay hikes for elected officials, including him. Right. So the it, it raises for 81 employees defended by mayor's chief of staff in an exclusive interview. 
So, Mayor Cavalier Johnson could be about to expend considerable political capital pursuing a pay increase for 81 city officials, including himself. Under the proposal, every elected official in the city would receive a 15% salary increase after they secure re-election in 2024. The dozens of non-elected officials on the list, primarily cabinet members, their top deputies, would receive at least 10% bump immediately, and many of them would be eligible to make far more than the mayor in the future. It's a move Johnson is backing because last time city elected officials were given a pay increase was 2008. And for several years, administration officials have said the city has struggled to attract top outside talent for cabinet level openings. I don't even know what that means in terms of attracting people from outside the city when you cry and complain. And anyway, um, the proposal also seeks wage increases of at least 2% for all general city employees. Now, something's wrong here. They want 2% in two consecutive budgets and additional salary increases for longevity and on a per position basis. There's something fundamentally wrong here when the mayor gets a 20% raise, deputies and everybody and all the department heads get a 15% raise along with the older men and women, but yet, 2% for general city employees. The article goes on to say um, it, was, it, it was very intentional to look at our general city employees first. Yeah, you looked at them. You just didn't give them a raise that was commiserate to their job because they actually get the work done. John said Johnson's chief of staff, Nick DeCianto, and I'm, I may be saying the name incorrectly, my apologies, in an interview with Urban Milwaukee, the city has experienced record vacancy levels in the past year. We lost many employees citing salary as a reason. And we just anecdotally and informally know people didn't apply for positions because of salaries. The move to boost executive pay follows Johnson's negotiation for a 2% city sales tax this summer. That's this Desiato, hope I'm saying the name right, said, until we knew we had financial security, we didn't touch the executive races. We touched the other ones knowing we had to do it regardless. The proposal must still be formally introduced and approved by the full common council. But the, the, the De, De Seattle said the mayor's office has worked with the Department of Employee Relations on the proposal for more than a year. And it has expected to cost approximately a million dollars a year. So you knew before you asked for the 2% what you were going to use it for because you said you needed it to cover police and fire and all those other things. Now you turn around and you know that the only way that you can pass a raise is if it's for the next elected official, right? So anything, if I know that I'm running for mayor next April, it has to pass in the prior administration. So for the new administration for it to take effect. So whenever a person changes office, right, the next person gets the increase. Or if you're reelected to your office, you get the increase just so you can't just vote yourself an increase. And that's that. So you knew this a year ago when you were talking and negotiating for the 2%. 
The chief of staff said it is not lost on me that the timing with the sales tax seems dubious. And it is. But the reality was we couldn't do this unless we have financial security. We knew we had to do with our general. It's just like anyway, the proposal follows a Jackson, a Johnson backed initiative approved last summer that allows a list of specific positions. Now, I never knew that people could make more than the mayor. I was always under the impression that the ordinance stated that the mayor had to be the highest paid person in the city. The mayor's 147335 has long served the city's salary cap, but the mayor's pay would grow to $169,000. $22,000 raise. Common Council would grow from 73 to 84 to. The five highest paid non-elected positions, police, fire chief, commissioner of health, Public Works and the director of the Department of Administration would see their maximum salary grow. Get this from one hundred and seventy one thousand eight hundred and thirty eight dollars to two hundred and twenty nine thousand nine hundred and fifty eight dollars. Non-elected officials are subject to position based salary ranges and under the proposed increases would see their exact salary grow by. The greater of 10 percent above their current rate or the new minimum for their position. And then they start comparing themselves to other cities. We can't get people because we don't pay a lot of money. You have the audacity to say inflation was 43% when in fact all you're doing is adding up numbers. I never heard anybody that was a city head or police or fire chief complain that their salary was too low. And each of them took the job knowing what the salary already was. So it couldn't be that. We've had commissioners of health come and go. We've had directors of Department of Administration come and go. We've had fire and police chiefs come and go. And nobody complained about what the salary was. So it couldn't have been that. But yet for some reason... Out of all of this, the one person who's running for re-election next year, the mayor, $22,000, you knew what your salary was when you came in. But what we're going to go with is that it doesn't take effect until the next election. So you calculated a year ago, got the information, sat on it, And then waited until you're up for election, knowing that if it passes, and what idiot in their right mind would not vote themselves a 20% raise? What idiot in their right mind in the Common Council would say, no, that's okay, I don't want a 15% pay raise. Now, you went into the job, it's not like you work 40 hours a week anyway, so I'm not impressed. 833-212-1017 is the number. When you know the increase doesn't take effect till next year and you're running for re-election, when you know you have a 2% increase on people who can't get a raise, what does that make you? That sounds like fraud to me. But I mean, hey, they're elected officials. But 
then again, they're elected officials. They voted themselves and they're considering voting themselves a 20 and 15 percent raise while they're giving city employees two. Really? From 20 percent to two percent? Who does that? And that is Dr. Ken's truth on the new 101.7 The Truth. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. You know, it's, it's unfortunate. I didn't even... bother to look up anything else in the news. I was so pissed off at a $20,000. There's a gnat in here that's absolutely driving me crazy. And so if you hear me go, I'm trying to kill the gnat. I'm I'm just letting you know ahead of time. I'm just letting you know ahead of time. What you want? What you want, Danielle? (laughs) Did you see her face? She was looking at me like, why, why are you out? Did I get it? Ugh. Is our gnats the only thing that if you smash it with your hands, you're happy that it like got smushed in your hand? Like if you did that to a fly, you wouldn't be upset. You, you'd be upset. If you did it to a, a bird or a bug, you'd be like, oh. But if you crush a gnat, it's like the greatest thing in the world. And then you just wipe it off like, ugh. And so getting back to it, the, the, the one thing that it just burned me when I saw $20,000, dude, no, no, absolutely not. And so I've often thought, what would it take for me to actually move to have a elected official Voted out of his job. I mean, I've always felt that let the people decide. A $50,000 difference, maximum salary growth from 171 to 229, ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I don't care what they say. I don't care what they they accuse me of. There's no way. I don't care if inflation went up 43%. Bottom line, it's idiotic. You knew what you were getting into, just like the police and fire and everybody else. You knew the pay was 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 service. You knew the pay sometimes was the ultimate sacrifice. And you signed up anyway. So if you could sign up for that, you could sign up for a reasonable pay increase. I don't begrudge anybody in the open market in making the money that they are able to. 
that's commiserate with their experience. Number one, he's only been mayor two years. Number two, he was common council president and then an alderman. Now, I'm not talking about him personally. I'm, that, that's not a, I'm, I'm not making this personal. I mean, if that's what they pay him, they pay. But as a public servant, we have to recognize that's what we signed up for. And when you complain that the amount of money that the city doesn't have to pay people, and then you give yourself that kind of raise, and you've been... And you actually admit that you started calculating this well before you started negotiations with the state to get a 2% raise. Knowing that you had to run for real life. Now, you know what would have impressed me? What would have impressed me is if you, as the chief executive officer of the city, now I'm talking about Mayor Johnson, would have said, vote on this Raise it, but make mine an additional four-year term. So I get a raise for everybody else. I wait. Because no disrespect, didn't you get a raise when you went from common council president to mayor? Like, am I missing something? When you got elected a full term, didn't you? Didn't, isn't that different from what you made as common council president? You got a raise. So what do you need another raise for in less than two years? Now, here's, here's the kicker. It'll kick in after he gets elected. Oh, wait a minute. That's next year. So you'll pass it this year. You get reelected next year, and you get the raise. Oh, how convenient. Impressive would have been... Next year, yeah, I won't take it as chief executive of this city. And I'll take it if I get reelected after that. That would impress me. That would show that you have a heart for others. Not me and mine. You knew what you were getting into when you showed up and worked for the city. That includes employees, too. So when you give employees a 2% raise over two years, you know, two years this year, two years next year, when in fact you should be giving them the 20% and you should be taking the 2% because your number is significantly bigger than theirs. But you did it opposite. If you're making $100,000, you should get a 2% raise. If you're making $20,000, you should get a 20% raise. But for some reason, we he, he has that opposite. They're getting the 20% raise and 15% raise for common council, and everybody else gets like two. And they, they make some good points. What are your thoughts? 833-212-1017. Are, are, is, is this pay increase... Is this appropriate? Help me out. Yes, you support it. No, you don't support it. And who are alders? Why are we making up idiotic language that is nowhere in the city charter? We have aldermen. I can go with alder women. 
Alders? What is that? We've done everything to remove gender from everything to the point where now we sound stupid. Makes no sense to me. You're an older man or an older woman. Period. Older persons. Really? And this is all because elected officials. And then they say, well, we, we won't, we, why not authorize the elected official increase now, but wait until 2028 for implementation because they're long overdue. They're incredibly underpaid. This is less than what logic would dictate if we were in the private sector. No, if you were in the private sector, you would have had to actually do your job, pass a performance review, then get a raise. And I don't know about you. But last time I checked, if you're an elected official in Milwaukee, you failed. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. We over here having fun and we ain't even starting <laughs> So she said, why aren't you happy? And and my, my ADHD brain went, what do you mean I'm not happy? I never said I wasn't happy. Yet. And then I just went, nope, I'm not going to do that. So there, you hurt my feelings. Yeah, but- cry. No. You don't even think I can cry, do you? See, that's what I'm talking about. See? No, but I was saying, you know, don't you have some internal happiness? And then you made your comment, and then you made your real smart comment at the end. Good thing I love you, Dr. Kim, and that we go back. You know, I wouldn't have said that to nobody else. I know. Okay. Okay. And you wouldn't have said that to nobody else, too. That was so mean. And that's you true. I wouldn't have thought about it, but because I know you, you and I like, care. Fool, what's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) Good afternoon and welcome. I'm Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. 833-212-1017 is the number. If you want to harass Dr. Eve Hall, (laughs) president and CEO of Creative Milwaukee Urban Week, give me a call because I got a whole bunch of stuff I'm going to be harassing her for. A whole bunch of stuff because I'm going to ask her the same questions I asked her before. Because every time I hear from somebody, but then again, it's usually 
a good thing because people always ask me, what does the Urban League do? And I would look at them and I say, I don't know. The problem is they kind of do everything. Like whenever you need help, whenever you need like something to do. And so from 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 your um, advantage at the top of the organization, what exactly is it that Urban League does? Because a lot of people know it. It's a legacy organization, but they really have no clue what you all do. I know. I, and I continue to share. And that's OK. Um, so we're an urban advocacy um, slash civil rights slash social service organization. It's really it's kind of all okay. in one. Everything. It, it right. really is. <laughs> and and the reason I say that, Dr. Ken, is because, again, when I always like to take people back to the founding back in 1910 in New York and 1919 right. here in Milwaukee, it was the organization formed to support and advocate on behalf of all of our families, black families and individuals moving from the South to the North Mm -hmm. for more opportunities and kind of a better way of life. So we were created to embrace and support individuals as they came to all of our, you know, primarily Midwest, Eastern, even Western cities in employment, um, education, health, housing, entrepreneurship. And we served as the voice with the city fathers, encouraging them to uh, employ our people, um, you know, pushing for quality education, pushing for housing, you know, access to health. So really all of the quality of life issues, that's who we were. And to this day, we continue to do that work, of course, on a different level, because now it's really more about um, empowerment mm-hmm. of our communities, um, advocating for our communities. So I, I will give you an example, uh, homeownership. We're partnering with uh, several other organizations mm-hmm. to support the 30 homes that we own in Metcalf Park which are turning into opportunities for home ownership. We couldn't do that by ourselves. While right. we may own them with Gorman Development, we needed like X housing and safe and sound to help get that word to the residents. So as a result, uh, most recently we've closed on three homes already, mm, about nice. to close on a fourth. So what does that mean? That means asset building. It means stability yeah. for our families, you know, economic advancement, because we know that home ownership is our base. But what so, about employment opportunities? So employment. Um, so that's been huge for us. So we do several things with employment, which is very important. Um, we have a transitional Milwaukee jobs program, which focuses on individuals who've had barriers. Mm-hmm. Um, they start at a very low wage, though, $7.50. However, it's a way to just get them back on track and get them back on their feet. Relearning those skills you exactly. need. Showing up on time, making sure you learn your Correct. job. Correct. Just some of those service. basics. Those, That's okay. right. And okay. companies who hire them um, are paid through the state, at least for the first couple months. And then after that, if things work well, mm-hmm. you know, that could be permanent employment that can lead to advancement or they may look for some other opportunities. But again, we're helping to get people back on their feet. They may have child support issues. They may have 
uh, you know, had the interactions with laws. Mm-hmm. So it's felons, it's tickets, it's, you know, right, all kinds right, of things right. to the individuals who are already employed, but looking for other opportunities. So, you know, we're not just working with that, with that group, but also mm-hmm. those that have regular day-to-day jobs, but looking for better jobs. Okay. And so we're connected yeah. that way. And we actually created what we call Working Wednesdays, which is when we invite different companies into the Urban League. Um, we post that, promote it, and then individuals can come to the Urban League if they see a company that they've been interested in connecting with or working for, and they can go right to that person fill out the application, talk to them, see what kind of opportunities. Um, I was just told by the uh, executive director of the airport, as an example, um, his group came to one of our meetings. He was so excited. He said they've already hired a couple of people from one of the working Wednesdays, you know. So that's just one example, Mm -hmm. you know, again, of how we're working employment in different ways. Well, see, I'm I'm, I'm mad at y'all. And so this is going to be the last interview we do because – I tried to get in one of your education programs to get a laptop and a scholarship, and they told me I was too old. This is true. Well, how, see, <laughs> see, how, see how I get treated? What y'all laughing for? Everybody laughing. Well, first of all, you don't need it, and so they knew that. Okay, so you know, don't you know, don't even go there. So, so what Secondly, kind of education the laptop, program is The that? laptops and scholarships right. are primarily for seniors. I'm a senior. No, seniors in high school. You know, you're so smart. Seniors in high school. I just saw senior, and then it looked like a great program. It was education, and you're able to get a get that and get a scholarship and go to school. I just thought, we'll we'll was, work on some okay. of those types of programs. But right now is for seniors in high, high school. school. Okay. It is a competitive process. So they write essays, they right. get um, references and they're able to right. get laptop um, of course awards. We've also now incorporated one thousand dollar scholarships I'm as done. well. I'm done. <laughs> And so this has been great, you know, yeah. for students. But you, you know, only a lot been doing of people. That for well, let me say, 10, no, 15 years, something like now. that. Yeah. Yes, because when I came on board, um, you know, Mr. Holman was already doing that. that. Up actually, and running yeah, and going it was and... actually through JCI. Mm-hmm. Um, they started that program, yeah. and then what we did since I've been on board, I've just tried to expand it. So yeah. I've expanded it to include other companies. You know, we also, mm. like I said, have the thousand dollar scholarships. We're now looking at how we also include some computer technology courses right. that can support them. In right. fact, um, can we just started something for Microsoft Office? We've become a certified site to provide training on uh, PowerPoint, Word, and Excel. And so that helps students to be more mm-hmm. marketable and more comfortable because they're in an environment where they can ask questions, you know, and be comfortable and embraced. Um, we're looking at expanding that also to adults. So you could even be a part of that if you like. Uh, <laughs> don't look at me I already that know one. how to use Microsoft. <laughs> okay. But just in let case me you, hush because then she'll end up having me teach people right, that stuff. That's so good. See, that's good to know because see, we need some proctors. So see. anyway, uh, <laughs> there's all there's always refresher courses. So mm-hmm. anyway, but you know that's again something that is really important to what we're yeah. doing. We've also started drivers permit classes for ages 15 
uh, through 17 and 18, yes, which is yes. huge because, as you know, the yes. public schools no longer provide that right. um, service or education for, for students. So that's one of the reasons I think, you know, we've kind of got some craziness out on the road. Yeah. Because when you take the private lessons, that's 450 to $500 a pop. Twice. And that, yeah. So that's, that's expensive. Right. So, you know, and for those with limited incomes, I mean, you know, we're all challenged, right? But I mean, especially those that are really having a hard time, you know, we are able to now support our students. And so that's been big. In fact, we launched the program um, this summer. We had 14 students, all 14 of them passed their test. Excellent. And so they're excited. We've also partnered with TMJ4, as you probably know, because they actually have a program around right. adopted driver. Right. So they're helping us to even raise money so nice. that we can continue what we're doing. So. Outstanding. When we come back, we want to talk about the 28th annual Black and White Ball, which is your largest fundraiser. It so is. we want to talk about that. Dr. Eve Hall, president and CEO of Greater Milwaukee Urban League. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Our in the studio guest is, I mean, not on Teams, not on Zoom, not on, she right here, right here. President and CEO of Greater Milwaukee Urban League, Dr. Eve M. Hall. I don't know what the M stands for. Maria. Because then I'll be like. Maria. I'll be like harassing you online Maria. and stuff. Maria. I can see that. Mm-hmm. You look like a Maria. Named, named it, by it, my it father. People look like, oh, well, like I could argue that now. <laughs> <laughs> you, ever, you, you ever say that? You say something about something. People go, well, you know, my mother named me. Nope. Nope. My father. My father. <laughs> After you say something bad. <laughs> but you were not going there. Of course not. But I am going to the annual Black and White Ball. So it's been 38 years. Um, it's the largest fundraiser of the year. <clears throat> They, they still don't give me no money from the black and white ball, but the theme this year is strong partners, strong communities. Um, first of all, how'd you come up with the theme and does it really reflect the role partners play with greater Milwaukee urban league, or is it something you hope to have? No. Um, strong partners is what we have starting with my okay. board. Um, each one of them very committed to the organization and they're all their corporate mm-hmm. organizations along with our, our guild and our YPs that also mm-hmm. sit on the board. Um, and, and we chose that just because again, as we look at our present environment, future environment, everything really is going to be based more and more on collaborations and how we partner together. You know, I mentioned the home ownership initiative earlier. Right. There is no way that we could have three, about to be four homeowners without having partners 
to make that happen. That's you true. know, that's like that's a great example because everyone brings something to the table to make it happen. And as we continue to grow in the areas that I talked about, you know, whether it's volunteers, whether mm-hmm. it's our um, educational institutions, our companies, we have to be together mm-hmm. to make things work. And so we were just emphasizing that even more, and especially, Dr. Ken, during a time where there tends to be more and more divisiveness, you know, I mean, politically, you know, on, quite frankly, issues of diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, you know, something that, of course, as an organization, you know, we've always focused around equity, equality, inclusion in a very positive way that doesn't take from anyone, but says Mm -hmm. the more that you have that, the more of a win-win community we have socially and economically. So entertainment this year, because I I, I know you got to go and I'm going to squeeze this in. Entertainment this year is one of my most absolute favorite people, Patrice Russian. Oh, I want an interview with her. I don't care how y'all can do it. I don't care how y'all talk with Florida Perry. If I need to fly out to Berkeley and interview her and come back, I do it. Florida Perry Smith is my corporate <laughs> strategist and connect. And yes, we are very excited about phenomenal. her being that here. Yes. And, and, you know, she is just a, a just wonderful yes. individual, yes. first of all, yes. um, because of some of the additional supports that she's providing and mm-hmm. just even her own, you know, personal promotion yeah. of yeah. the ball on yeah. the radio. So yeah. um, we're excited. And yeah. it's interesting because there are, of course, there are a lot of people that didn't quite know her, so that kind of shows the you know generational differences. But then once we tell them, they're like, "Oh yeah, we've heard her. Didn't right, know who right. that was." And they've um, sampled a lot of her music. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. and a lot of the you know the Grammys, you know, mm-hmm. she helped to do a lot of those productions. Yep. Yep. So and what's great is the way she crosses, you know, so R and B, jazz, pop, yep. soul, yep. everything. So Very we're true. excited. And, of course, the truth is hosting the after party. Absolutely. And we are so excited. It's like, wow, you all coming through again this year in a bigger way. Yeah. So, yeah. And we're, we're excited, though, you know, seriously about growing our partnership with you because as you continue to grow in this community, uh, we want to be part of that yeah. growth and we want you there with us as well. But well, we appreciate it. And if I want tickets or information, I go to TMUL.org. Correct. And then I need to click the black and white ball. That's right. And or just click it. Yeah, and buy it. That's right. Or you can even call. You know, if you need okay. to call, four one four three seven four five eight five zero. That's our general number. Mm-hmm. Ask for Florida Perry Smith, and she is the contact. Outstanding. Florida gonna get a lot of. She gonna be. I like, know. I know. Dr. I better Hall, add more. Or Mora Fitzgerald. Let me add more. <laughs> one other person. Or Mora. Florida or Mora. So those those are kind of the tag team yeah. in terms of uh, taking the name. Hey, we, we got about another thirty seconds or so. What what is? What do you hope to get out of this weekend? That's coming. Um, well, for people to be even more informed of what we're doing, so mm-hmm. we. Uh, have produced some videos, which really, I think, will help bring the human experience of how we are touching lives. Mm -hmm. And so that, to me, is what's most important. You know, all the other things, people have a great time that evening. Um, It was started to promote unity anyway in in our communities, across communities. But again, this year, really honing in on that human experience to see the children that are involved with things, the adults who are involved in things, and how that 
money that support impacts our continuation of what we do. Dr. Eve Hall, president and CEO, Greater Milwaukee Urban League, Black and White Ball, the 38th annual is coming. If you want information, go to tmul.org or November 4th, Saturday, November 4th, Saturday, November 4th. Just take all day. Just take the day off. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's a Saturday. It's a Saturday. (laughs) And just click the black and white ball link. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris.